0: Section fifty four of Scenes From a Courtesan's Life by Honore de Balzac, translated by James Waring. This Librivox recording is in the public domain recording by Bruce Perry. Vautrin's Last Avatar Chapter three A word must here be said about this Theodore, remembered by Jacques Collin at such a critical moment theodore calvi a young corsican imprisoned for life at the age of eighteen for eleven murders thanks to the influential interference paid for with vast sums had been made the fellow-convict of jacques collin to whom he was chained in eighteen nineteen and eighteen twenty jacques collin's last escape one of his finest inventions for he had got out disguised as a gendarme leading theodore Calvi, as he was a convict called before the commissary of police had been effected in the seaport of rochefort where the convicts die by dozens and where it was hoped these two dangerous rascals would have ended their days though they escaped together the difficulties of their flight had forced them to separate theodore was caught and restored to the hulks indeed a life with lucien a youth innocent of all crime who had only minor sins on his conscience dawned on him as bright and glorious as a summer sun while with theodore jacques collin could look forward to no end but the scaffold after a career of indispensable crimes the thought of disaster as a result of lucien's weakness for his experience of an underground cell would certainly have turned his brain took vast proportions in jacques collin's mind and contemplating the probabilities of such a misfortune the unhappy man felt his eyes fill with tears a phenomenon that had been utterly unknown to him since his earliest childhood i must be in a furious fever said he to himself and perhaps if i send for the doctor and offer him a handsome sum he will put me in communication with lucien at this moment the turnkey brought in his dinner it is quite useless my boy i cannot eat tell the governor of this prison to send the doctor to see me i am very bad and i believe my last hour has come Hearing the guttural rattle that accompanied these words, the warder bowed and went. Jacques Collin clung wildly to this hope, but when he saw the doctor and the governor come in together, he perceived that the attempt was abortive, and coolly awaited the upshot of the visit, holding out his wrist for the doctor to feel his pulse. The abbé is feverish, said the doctor to monsieur gault but it is the type of fever we always find in inculpated prisoners and to me he added in the governor's ear it is always a sign of some degree of guilt just then the governor to whom the public prosecutor had entrusted lucien's letter to be given to jacques collin left the doctor and the prisoner together under the guard of the warder and went to fetch the letter Monsieur said Jacques Collin, seeing the warder outside the door and not understanding why the governor had left them, "I should think nothing of thirty thousand francs if I might send five lines to Lucien de Rubempré." "I will not rob you of your money," said Doctor Lebrun. "No one in this world can ever communicate with him again." "No one," said the prisoner in amazement. "Why?" he has hanged himself no tigress robbed of her whelps ever startled an indian jungle with a yell so fearful as that of jacques collin who rose to his feet as a tiger rears to spring and fired a glance at the doctor as scorching as the flash of a falling thunderbolt then he fell back on the bed exclaiming oh my son poor man said the doctor moved by this terrific convulsion of nature in fact the first explosion gave way to such utter collapse that the words oh my son were but a murmur is this one going to die in our hands too said the turnkey no it is impossible jacques collin went on raising himself and looking at the two witnesses of the scene with a dead cold eye you are mistaken it is not lucien you did not see a man cannot hang himself in one of these cells look how could i hang myself here all paris shall answer to me for that boy's life god owes it to me the warder and the doctor were amazed in their turn they whom nothing had astonished for many a long day on seeing the governor Jacqueline, crushed by the very violence of this outburst of grief seemed somewhat calmer here is a letter which the public prosecutor placed in my hands for you with permission to give it to you sealed said monsieur Gaux. from lucien said jacques collin yes monsieur is not that young man he is dead said the governor even if the doctor had been on the spot he would unfortunately have been too late the young man died there in one of the rooms may i see him with my own eyes asked jacques collin timidly will you allow a father to weep over the body of his son you can if you like take his room for i have orders to remove you from these cells you are no longer in such close confinement monsieur the prisoner's eyes from which all light and warmth had fled turned slowly from the governor to the doctor jacques collin was examining them fearing some trap and he was afraid to go out of the cell if you wish to see the body said lebrun you have no time to lose it is to be carried away to-night if you have children gentlemen said jacques collin you will understand my state of mind i hardly know what i am doing this blow is worse to me than death but you cannot know what i am saying even if you are fathers it is only after a fashion i am a mother too i I am going mad i feel it by going through certain passages which open only to the governor it is possible to get very quickly from the cells to the private rooms the two sets of rooms are divided by an underground corridor formed of two massive walls supporting the vault over which the galerie marchande as it is called is built so jacques collin escorted by the warder who took his arm preceded by the governor and followed by the doctor in a few minutes reached the cell where lucien was lying stretched on the bed on seeing the body he threw himself upon it seizing it in a desperate embrace with a passion and impulse that made these spectators shudder there said the doctor to m go that is an instance of what i was telling you you see that man clutching the body and you do not know what a corpse is it is stone leave me alone said jacques collin in a smothered voice i have not long to look at him they will take him away to-he paused at the word bury him. You will allow me to have some relic of my dear boy. Will you be so kind as to cut off a lock of his hair for me, monsieur? he said to the doctor, for I cannot-he was certainly his son, said Lebrun. Do you think so? replied the governor in a meaning tone, which made the doctor thoughtful for a few minutes the governor gave orders that the prisoner should be left in this cell and that some locks of hair should be cut for the self-styled father before the body should be removed at half-past five in the month of may it is easy to read a letter in the conciergerie in spite of the iron bars and the close-wire trellis that guard the windows so jacques collin read the dreadful letter while he still held lucien's hand the man is not known who can hold a lump of ice for ten minutes tightly clutched in the hollow of his hand the cold penetrates to the very life springs with mortal rapidity but the effect of that cruel chill acting like a poison is as nothing to that which strikes to the soul from the cold rigid hand of the dead thus held thus death speaks to life it tells many dark secrets which kill many feelings, for in matters of feeling is not change death. As we read through, once more, with Jacques Collin, Lucien's last letter, it will strike us as being what it was to this man, a cup of poison. To the Abbe Carlos Herrera. My dear Abbe, I have had only benefits from you and i have betrayed you this involuntary ingratitude is killing me and when you read these lines i shall have ceased to exist you are not here now to save me you had given me full liberty if i should find it advantageous to destroy you by flinging you on the ground like a cigar end but i have ruined you by a blunder to escape from a difficulty deluded by a clever question from the examining judge your son by adoption and grace went over to the side of those who aim at killing you at any cost and insist on proving an identity which i know to be impossible between you and a french villain all is said between a man of your calibre and me me of whom you tried to make a greater man than i am capable of being no foolish sentiment can come at the moment of final parting you hoped to make me powerful and famous, and you have thrown me into the gulf of suicide, that is all. I have long heard the broad pinions of that vertigo beating over my head. As you have sometimes said, there is the posterity of Cain and the posterity of Abel. In the great human drama, Cain is in opposition. You are descended from Adam through that line in which the devil still fans the fire of which the first spark was flung on eve among the demons of that pedigree from time to time we see one of stupendous power summing up every form of human energy and resembling the fevered beasts of the desert whose vitality demands the vast spaces they find there such men are as dangerous as lions would be in the heart of normandy they must have their prey, and they devour common men and crop the money of fools. Their sport is so dangerous that at last they kill the humble dog whom they have taken for a companion and made an idol of. When it is God's will, these mysterious beings may be a Moses, an Attila, Charlemagne, Mahomet, or Napoleon but when he leaves a generation of these stupendous tools to rust at the bottom of the ocean they are no more than a pugachev a foucher a louvel or the abbe carlos herrera gifted with immense power over tenderer souls they entrap them and mangle them it is grand it is fine in its way it is the poisonous plant with gorgeous coloring that fascinates children in the woods it is the poetry of evil men like you ought to dwell in caves and never come out of them you have made me live that vast life and i have had all my share of existence so i may very well take my head out of the gordian knot of your policy and slip it into the running knot of my cravat to repair the mischief i have done i am forwarding to the public prosecutor a retraction of my deposition you will know how to take advantage of this document in virtue of a will formally drawn up restitution will be made monsieur l'abbé of the monies belonging to your order which you so imprudently devoted to my use as a result of your paternal affection for me and so farewell farewell colossal image of evil and corruption farewell to you who if started on the right road might have been greater than chimenez greater than richelieu you have kept your promises i find myself once more just as i was on the banks of the charente after enjoying by your help the enchantments of a dream but unfortunately it is not now in the waters of my native place that i shall drown the errors of a boy but in the seine and my hole is a cell in the conciergerie do not regret me my contempt for you is as great as my admiration lucien a little before one in the morning when the men came to fetch away the body they found jacques collin kneeling by the bed the letter on the floor dropped no doubt as a suicide drops the pistol that has shot him but the unhappy man still held lucien's hand between his own and was praying to god on seeing this man the porters paused for a moment for he looked like one of those stone images kneeling to all eternity on a mediaeval tomb the work of some stone-carver's genius the sham priest with eyes as bright as a tiger's but stiffened into supernatural rigidity so impressed the men that they gently bid him rise why he asked mildly the audacious trompe la mort was as meek as a child the governor pointed him out to monsieur de chargeboeuf and he respecting such grief and believing that jacques collin was indeed the priest he called himself explained the orders given by Monsieur de granville with regard to the funeral service and arrangements showing that it was absolutely necessary that the body should be transferred to lucien's lodgings quai malakaye where the priests were waiting to watch by it for the rest of the night it is worthy of that gentleman's well-known magnanimity said jacques collin sadly tell him monsieur that he may rely on my gratitude yes i am in a position to do him great service do not forget these words they are of the utmost importance to him oh monsieur strange changes come over a man's spirit when for seven hours he has wept over such a son as he and i shall see him no more after gazing once more at lucien with an expression of a mother bereft of her child's remains Collin sank in a heap as he saw lucien's body carried away he uttered a groan that made the men hurry off the public prosecutor's private secretary and the governor of the prison had already made their escape from the scene what had become of that iron spirit of the decision which was a match in swiftness for the eye of the nature in which thought and action flashed forth together like one flame of the sinews hardened by three spells of labor on the hulks and by three escapes the muscles which had acquired the metallic temper of a savage's limbs iron will yield to a certain amount of hammering or persistent pressure its impenetrable molecules purified and made homogeneous by man may become disintegrated and without being in a state of fusion the metal has lost its power of resistance blacksmiths locksmiths tool sometimes express this state by saying the iron is retting appropriating a word applied exclusively to hemp which is reduced to pulp and fibre by maceration well the human soul or if you will the threefold powers of body heart and intellect under certain repeated shocks get into such a condition as fibrous iron they too are disintegrated science and law and the public seek a thousand causes for the terrible catastrophes on railways caused by the rupture of an iron rail that of bellevue being a famous instance but no one has asked the evidence of real experts in such matters the blacksmiths who all say the same thing the iron was stringy the danger cannot be foreseen Metal that has gone soft and metal that has preserved its tenacity both look exactly alike Priests and examining judges often find great criminals in this state The awful experiences of the assize court and the last toilet commonly produce this Dissolution of the nervous system even in the strongest natures then confessions are blurted by the most firmly set lips then the toughest hearts break. And, strange to say, always at the moment when these confessions are useless, when this weakness as of death snatches from the man the mask of innocence, which made justice uneasy, for it always is uneasy when the criminal dies without confessing his crime. Napoleon went through this collapse of every human power on the field of Waterloo, End of section 54